Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Slumber Party. I invite you to my slumber party, except like the ones you attended in the 90s. This one actually includes sleep for you, your children, and the entire family. Uh, every week, I have a unique guest or I answer a fun question about sleep to get you and your family the sleep that you need. This is a judgment-free zone. All types of sleep are encouraged. Uh, so put on your headphones, walk around for the duration of a crap nap, and just enjoy yourself. This week's guest is Alana Kafetz, who is the CEO of Moms Toronto, host to the podcast Moms That Say Fuck, and general pretty awesome person. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Moms Toronto or at AKFETS. Um, She's great. She shares her uh, stories of sleep with her and her family, um, sleep training both her son Elias and her daughter Essa. Uh, we had a really great conversation and we jumped into a pretty deep conversation on parenting and, and motherhood. Uh, so you'll definitely enjoy this episode. Thanks to Alana for joining us. I love Alana's energy. I know that you will too. Uh, if you don't follow her already. And I just, I don't understand how that would be possible. But if you don't, um, now's the time to. So enjoy the episode, everyone. Hey, Lena. Hey, Jason. <laughs> what up, man? What up, girlfriend? What up? Uh Alana and I have been on this call for maybe 12 minutes already, uh, and I've been trying to get something to work on my audio things that just isn't. So Alana's been patiently like <laughs> doing things and, and being awesome while I do that. So I hope I didn't zap your energy. You just need like two more sips of coffee, if that's mm -hmm. the case. I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Uh -huh. So Alana, tell mm. us about yourself. Who are mm. you? Hey, everybody. My name is Alana Kafitz. Super nice to be here. Thank you, Amanda Jusen, for inviting me to the slumber party. Um, okay. <laughs> what am I? I'm a, I'm a badass motherfucker. No, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a mom of two kids, and I'm a hustler, side hustler turned main hustler. Um, I was in the nonprofit community for about 12 years, and I think I would position myself as an expert at community building in person and online sort of like grew up on Facebook, so to speak. So I have like a pretty good understanding of how to like speak the language of our people, millennial moms primarily. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I'm the founder of Moms Toronto and uh, all the offshoots like Moms Hamilton, Dad's T.O., Toddler's T.O., uh, New York, Moms, uh, Moms New York, and uh, MomFest. So I sort of live and breathe the mama world. And... Um, I've made a, 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 a juice and a, you know, part of my, uh, my peeps were each other's peeps. I would say. Like I, I pursued, uh, being part of your peeps for a long time before let me it was, in. Let me in. I was like, let hi, 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 hi. I don't remember that. I just, all of a sudden you showed up one day. I'm like, who is this angel? Who are you're so funny. I would like I don't know if you're just like trying to save my rep, but I remember when I first started to be a consultant, I was just like I want to surround myself with people who like my people, right? Um I just felt like you were my people. So I remember sending you a few emails to be like, "Hey girl, what's going on? Do you need any support in anything? Let me know." And then I found out we were in the same like mom group together on Facebook. I was like, "Hi, Atlanta, we live in 
Yeah, we must live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but it did, and I don't care. <laughs> well, for those, um, who are, those of you who are listening, Amanda Jusen is maybe one of the most, not necessarily like a dynamo sleep consultant. She, her personality is literally the cat's meow. Stop. Like this girl, no. stop, stop, no. continue. Stop. She's saying stop, but she's at the same time. No, I'm not. More, more. Go on, record it. I want to play it later. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no one like Amanda Jusen. Like I laugh, like me slap laugh when we're together, like slap my knee laughing. <laughs> Well, um, and she's, Thank she's you. talented but also just like a fantastic human so if she asked me to be do anything I'm just like I'm in so let's talk well, sleep thank you and you had me on your super highly successful podcast which you haven't mentioned or maybe you Ooh, did and I was gonna say fuck it's I'm honestly fuck. so good I listen to it every single time I always learn something mm-hmm. uh the last episode you're on season two the last episode mm-hmm. you had um oh Tia Slightum. Yes. Yes. And I she, we've, re- we've released something else beyond that. Oh, you have. You yes. have. I'm just behind. Yeah, it's okay. it's right. Um, I need to listen to my podcast about the Real Housewives first, Alana. <laughs> I have priorities. <laughs> um, no, so it, it's so good. I need to to uh, plug this for you because it is really good. I was a guest on the podcast, and that actually got my podcast juices flowing uh, because it was so fun and such a great way to yes. meet people and and talk yes. about things. But yes. I, I think why I absolutely needed to have you on was. <laughs> because you are so friggin' funny. Um, I really want to talk about your sleep training. I guess your, your thoughts on sleep, yours, your kids, uh, your sleep training journey. Um, all that good stuff. Cause you gotta, you have, you have a story that needs to be told, I think in detail, cause you would mention it on the moms that say podcast, but it was only in passing. And I spent the whole rest of the episode being like, I want to know more about that night. Yes. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I have two kids and, um, my sleep, cons- my sleep journey with my kids was a little bit fucked, which is if you're a first time parent and you're listening to this, like sleep is fucked. Okay. Yes. Parenting is fucked. And what I always say is that when you enter the parenting realm, there are some things that maybe you are aware of and some things you're not aware of and some things that are just the cadence of parenting. The cadence yeah. of parenting is like, you're going to have a hard time breastfeeding. I can guarantee it. Basically. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. you're the one in 10 who didn't. You're going to have a hard time with sleep. I can guarantee it. You're going to have a hard time with fucking feeding your kid. I can mm-hmm. guarantee it. Because these things are the things that can consume us. And there's two different types of people in the world. People who like are completely consumed by this and it, it can destroy them. Or some people who like find strategies to deal with these things. Yeah. And what's great about being a mom a millennial mom in 2019 is there's so much fucking information out there. Um, and the idea is to not, um, I say pick one person to be your Sherpa on motherhood. Like yeah. pick one person that you are going to be in their halo. You're going to be in their harem and they're going to introduce you to ways of doing stuff. So you can listen to like, you know, the advice of 10 people, but that's probably not the best idea. Find a mom that you think is cool and listen to what she has to say and let that be the person yeah. who's supposed to, sort of like helps you get through the early ages and stages of parenting. So when it comes to sleep, for me, um, I had a person in my life and uh, a friend who I thought was just the coolest person ever. And she started telling me about sort of different things, whatever. 
And when we started talking about sleep training or sleeping in general, I was sort of like, had no clue what I was doing. Honestly, I was listening to everybody. Like anyone who yeah. had advice, I was like, you tell me advice. You t-. I was like, are you my mom? Are you my mom? Are you my mom? <laughs> like I was looking for advice yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah. And I was so confused. Feed the baby. Don't feed the baby. Rock the baby. Don't rock the baby. Take the baby for a drive. Make sure the baby is staying still. It, literally every like sleep like path I could have gone down, I went down my first time I was a mom because I didn't understand that there was like basically a recipe book for success. Yeah. Um, so my can I stop you just for a second? No, I'm just going to keep talking nonstop for 30 seconds. (laughs) I could do it. It's a dialogue. Sorry. It's a monologue and uh, go. No, but I just really want to emphasize this part that you said that I also had that mom in my life and, and you've really articulated that well. I didn't, I don't think I've ever articulated it where um, I had that mom where I was like, fuck, she's got it together. And like, it seems like, or maybe not that she has it all together, but it's like, I just like the way they're living their life. Like when I think about when I have my kids, I want it to look like that. And then I would just call this person endlessly. Yes, exactly. Like, okay, now tell me exactly what you did. (laughs) Right. That's it. Like you find that person. And I think I've become that person for a lot of people. So in the fall, we're launching something called the mom halo. I'm not sure when this is going to launch, but it's literally that it's like, be in my, be in my community, be in this, be in the circle of people that I trust. And if you like, I'm not for everybody, I can just be your entertainer. But if you want to like go for a deep dive and being like, we are going to change our lives together. We're going to make motherhood rock. And this isn't life coaching. And this isn't fucking business coaching. This is me. Like, like amplifying and digging deep and saying like, we can rock motherhood together and this is how. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. And Houston's obviously going to be a part of that in some capacity. So stay tuned for the mom halo coming to you in September, 2019. Um, but exciting. small plug for that, but look, sleep is jarring and I'm somebody who like, um, you know, I was never a morning person. I was somebody who like, I liked to sleep. I think when I was a kid, I had like unhealthy sleeping habits. Like went to bed at 11 o'clock at night and I remember from in high school coming home and like taking naps every day after high school. And then probably in my adulthood, I started working out in the morning, like getting to a gym at 6.30 um, and doing that for like four or five years. So sleep to me has always been like, I'm consistently inconsistent. So the only time I've ever been consistent in my sleep stra- strategies is when I had a kid and I had no choice when it was somebody else's vulnerable life that I had to be responsible for. So in walks, um, you know, People in my community, in my, in my like network started talking about, are you sleep training? Are you sleep training? And it was like one of those things where it's like, what? What? What is sleep, what training? Is sleep training? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't understand. So I had this girl, her name is Kim, who's in my community of like friends who our kids were the same age at the same stage in 2016. And she's like, oh, somebody paid somebody a sleep consultancy fee. And here's a screenshot of everything they talked about. It was like totally a ripoff. It really wasn't fair to be honest. But it was like, here's the whole recipe book of how you sleep. And I was like, okay. But that's not, I mean, like, I feel like that when you've mentioned that to me before, you're like, I'll never do that again. Here's the thing. For for some people, reading that screenshot is going to work for them. It's going to be fine. And then for a huge amount of people, that's going to be a plan for someone else. And they'll be like, oh my God, sleep training doesn't work. So warning, 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 go ahead and try that thing. Um, It's why like when people are like, should I hire you or should I buy this book? Like for a lot of people, that book is going to work. But if you're doing things in the book or you're doing things in the plan and it's not working, there's something else going on. And then that's when you call me. Well, that's it. So what happened was 
I think before my son Elias was six months old, we had been on like eight flights or something. So I knew that like I wasn't going to start sleep training until he was six months old. And I had spoken to another sleep consultant who is also well known. Um, and can I say her name? Is that okay? Of course, of okay. course. So whatever. Correct. I don't know the rules are. So Eva Klein um, was the only sleep consultant right. I had known at the time, yeah. um, and she is great. And she was going through a process of also launching her business, similarly to when I started Moms Toronto. So I sort of had like a 15-minute free consultation with her, but it didn't really, there was some like sleep advice there and tips, but I just went on this document. This like girl that I knew who I trusted sent me a document and I said to my husband one night, okay, when the day Elias turned six months old, we're going to start sleep training because I was up, like I remember taking Instagram videos. Actually, I was big on Snapchat back then and I was snapping at like three in the morning, two in the morning be like party at my crib like who have ordered a bottle of rosé white like you know all those like <laughs> stupid shit cliches um but i remember snapchatting like all hours of the night and part of it is like i was wearing it at stripes almost being like oh i'm up i'm up yes. like, look at me i'm up yes. you know and i was like Fuck this, the luxury of being a, a first-time mom and having yes. one that is a yes. luxury it is yes mm. So Elias had strong sleep skills, but I didn't realize it at the time because I was interfering all the time. Um, part <laughs> of it was like somebody, t- it's true. It wasn't until I met you, Jason, that I realized like my kids both had strong sleep skills, like natural sleeping skills. But I just, with Elias, I fucked him up because I was listening to everybody. Don't let him suck his thumb, force a pacifier. He's going to have orthodontics. You don't want that sort of shit. And I was like, what I've come to learn is guess what? They need orthodontics regardless. So fuck everybody. And if they can get their fucking finger in their thumb early on, like, don't interfere. <laughs> don't, because the pacifier falls the fuck out. So, um, so much mixed messaging in those early stages. Um, so, I digress. With Elias, that's what had happened. I was so confused about what way was up. Kulik, um, Dr. Tina Kulik, had like a good sleep, like sheet on sleeping. Yeah. Um, but still, I didn't understand it. Like, first moms will totally get that. And second moms don't realize how fuck they don't know it until they, I think they have multiple children. <laughs> But like, it is fucked. When you're a first time mom, you are literally navigating waters that you just like, there's no handbook here. There's really no recipe. And the problem with being like a millennial mom is like, we're really bad at being beginners. Like we all have our MBAs. Are we all fucking like rocked university or we dropped out of school and became an entrepreneur? Or like, if you're really pretty, that was your thing. If you're really smart, (laughs) that was your thing. You know, if you're like really organized, a type A, or if you're like me, like you sort of like a A, B type, um, you know, you're not good at not knowing how to do shit. So like you're sort of looking anywhere the wind blows and you're sort of reaching for grasping at straws, so to speak. Um, So what's nice about where things have sort of landed for me and sort of having Amanda uh, sort of really close by, like physically and emotionally close by (laughs) is that um, with Elias, we had a funny experience. So basically the strategy was called, I don't know what it's called, but basically you're in the room and you put the kid to sleep and all of a sudden you're like, shh, and you start doing the talk cues. And every day you say, it's okay, Elias, we're here, Elias, whatever it is. And the next day you just say, shh. And then the next day you say, shh, every minute. The next day you leave the room. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what that strategy is called, but that's the strategy. And the idea is you're in the room and you cover the crib with a sheet so they can't see you. They can just hear you and you're doing verbal cues. (laughs) So. So I said to my husband, like, I need support from you to do the sleep training stuff. And he was game because we both weren't sleeping. So it was literally the day Elias got his like shots or whatever. 
we decided to start the sleep training strategy. So we're lying on the floor of his room and my husband and I are a little like pervy and gross. And I was like, babe, I can't do this without a drink. So we literally brought scotch into the crib, into the nursery. And the more we sleep trained him, I mean, I think he cried for, if you'd ask me how long it was, I can't even remember, but he was definitely crying. I mean, it wasn't, uh, and we're saying, it's okay, Elias. Shh, shh. And then we're like drinking. And what we decided to make a little game out of it almost that every time he escalated, which was part of the strategy, we took a sip of our scotches or whatever. No. And before I knew it, my husband and I are lying on the floor of our nursery and saying, it's okay, Elias. Shh. And then we'd like start making out. <laughs> and before we know, we're like, mm, mm, mm. Elias, it's okay. And like, we haven't gotten down a long time. <laughs> Sleep training sort of like this like sex It's almost thing. like the, the promise or even the thought of sleeping eight hours got you guys ready. You're like, yeah. I'm so turned yeah. on right now. Eight hours of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think too, it, yeah, this is, um, it's funny because when people think about sleep training, they are often uh, terrified of the experience. You have a very, like, I, I got to say, none of my in-home consultations have ended like that. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, that would be a very different service. Yes. Um, so that was part of it. It was just like a hilarious story that me and Matt realized that no one else was doing is that we'd like make out on the floor of the, of the nursery while we were getting drunk and then like crawl out. And then this was like, he was in bed at like seven and we like first started that bedtime routine of like bed, bath, book, bottle, whatever it was. Um, and we were using those tools and I remember coming downstairs and him like going to sleep and then him not waking up and being like, holy fucking shit. Like that fucking worked. Whatever it was, it fucking worked. Yeah. So over the course of those three days, within three days, he was sleep trained. And that kid has basically had no sleep regressions, no sleep issues, maybe a spattering here and there. And the truth is, even if he did, I fucking forgot about it. Like, yeah. you know, we're in a family yeah. that's sleeping right now. So, you know, it's like any other stage when you're in it, it feels completely inescapable and defines you. And as the woman, as the mother, often it's your responsibility to solve every problem. So yeah. it's not like the father's like, let's find a sleep consultant. It's like the mother's like, yeah, he's sleeping right now. Right. So that's, Although it does happen. I have lots oh, really? of people call me. That's called, yeah. yeah that's nice. like, well, I think that like, if, and I've been there where like, you're so in the problem, you don't know that there's a problem. So dad is gently maybe being like, Hey, I've booked a call with this person. We just talked right. to and see what she thinks and right. then we go from there that happens a lot that's a good thing um it's a good thing i like that a lot um <clears throat> so so with essa yes i i helped there yes it was did. you and and matt there was no making out uh, maybe, maybe after i left <laughs> well I, I i had other strategies there which was we had booked a vegas trip and i was yes. My, my two children, and Essa was four and a half months old, for, from a Wednesday to a Sunday, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so five days, leaving them um, without, without me, <laughs> and I was like, if I'm going to be leaving these kids, Essa, she has to be sleeping through the night, and at the time, I don't know if she was sleeping through the night, so I don't know. Was she sleeping through the night yet? I don't think so. I don't even remember how many times she was waking up. But Essa did give us a good, like, night, every 90 minutes co-sleeping situation for a while because I was nursing her yeah. all night. So that w w was bad. Um, yeah, so Essa. Essa was a good sleeper, but you told me very early on, and honestly, it was the podcast, Juice, now that I think about it, you said, we said, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give to parents? And you said, put your kid down 
many times a day and see what happens. Like, don't interfere, basically is what you yes. said. Like, put them down and yeah. see what happens. And I remember going, to, I was in Florida, and so it was nine weeks old, and I just put her down. I'm like, oh, you seem tired. I'm going to put you down. And she, like, <laughs> found her thumb and closed her eyes and went to sleep. And I remember being like, oh, my God, Amanda Jason was correct. Don't interfere. <laughs> just let them try. Like, see yes. if they have the skill. Yes. So by, by the time she was ready to sleep train a few months later, you said to me, like, Essa has skill. Not all kids have skill, you know? And I was like, you're right. I didn't realize she fucking had skill because I would have interfered, right? And I remember actually taking videos of being like, oh my God, I'm just going to let Yes. And I was recording it because I was in such shock that I was like, this is such a <laughs> juxtaposition to Elias where I was like bouncing and rocking and doing all these things. And I realized now that I probably should have just backed the fuck off. You know, that's it. Well, we watch every movie and every movie has this like bopping, shushing, patting. And then you feel like, and I, I had this to a certain degree where it's like, oh, I have to put the babies to sleep. I need to help them sleep. Um, and then it wasn't until I read everything and it was like, no, you can put them down awake. And I think as new parents, uh, we're, we're really freaked out about putting our child down and kind of leaving. I, I remember even the first time I put Winnie to bed upstairs and I came downstairs. I felt totally disconnected from her body. I was like, oh, this feels so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, so it does feel a little bit counterintuitive, but the more you do it, the easier it is. And mm -hmm. we were joking the night with Essa. I remember because we had an in-home consultation. I came here. Right. I was like, all right, I'm here for the three hours. Let's do this. She cried for 20 minutes, fell asleep, and then we just sat on your couch and had a glass of wine. And then I was like, if you just wanted to hang out, you should have just called. <laughs> she like if, if you start with that base, even if you have to do sleep training later on, it's usually a lot less horrible than, than people assume. Well, that's it. And I think what was interesting with Essa is from four and a half months, which seemed really early to me, is that when Essa turned six months, I was like, I can't believe with Elias, there was basically, uh, you know, a month and a half more of not sleeping, right? Like, I couldn't believe how long I had let it go. Um, yeah. But with Essa, I think Elias, at least, I think I was doing one dream feed a night. With Essa, it's nothing. Like, it went from, like, she still fusses a bit, but that's her personality. Her demeanor is like, look at me, look at me. I'm still here, you know? Yeah, um, so, but, yeah. she, but she sues to sleep. She can play in the crib now, whatever she, you know, those sorts of things. Um, her sleep hygiene, I think, is way better than Elias's ever was. Um, and my kids are good sleepers. Like, I, come, I have kids who, who sleep. So, but when they weren't sleeping. Sleep? Yeah, no, Matt sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Yes. So, like, you have good sleepers. How many hours a night are you getting? So it depends. Um, when I'm like, I need to be in bed. If I'm in bed by 10, I'm usually up with by six with Essa. Essa gets up at six. So um, that's, that's, yeah. that's good sleep. That is good sleep, but I have disrupted sleep. My Fitbit tells me like I get okay. zero quality sleep. Then I can oh, wake up from what? anything. Like if a dog is crying next door, I think it's the kids. I'm like, what? what's going on? You know, yeah. if Matt like turns over in bed. So I, I'm a very light sleeper. Um, I feel like Fitbits yeah. are actually making us a little bit nutty about yes. it. I just did like Data. a whole series of interviews on CBC yes. about this, but there, these Fitbits are actually creating more, it's called orthosomnia, where you become obsessed with the quality and quantity of your sleep, which uh -huh. then 
insomnia, um, and it it creates anxiety. But all Fitbits are telling you are like when a Fitbit's like mm, you've been up like five times last night. That's really normal. We should yeah. be, or you'd be dead. Yeah. So that's like the missing the missing part of that information. It's like, here's the data without any background about what's normal. Um, so if, if you go to bed at 10 and wake up at six and you feel okay, you probably are okay. It's funny because I sometimes find that if I go to bed at 11 and wake up at five 30, like if I like lose some sleep, I tend to function better uh, during the day. One sec. What's up? No, it's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, I have like a mother's helper with me today. So um, That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just checking my sleep from like my sleep log. <laughs> Let's see what I got going on over here. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So sleeping is like, sleeping is like a thing in my family. Um, I'm a, uh, oh my God, I don't want to look at this. It doesn't, I want to see how sedentary my <laughs> life is. Why did I open this up? Juice it. Um, yeah. I stopped wearing my Fitbit. I feel like right. the more I knew, the more I, I just couldn't know. And I felt like it wasn't giving me all the information. Yes. I think that's, uh, it's interesting. I find it, it motivates me to be like, oh shit, I really didn't move today. And then other days I'm like, oh, I do yeah. 10,000 steps before 10 a.m. Some days, you know, up and down my stairs and totally around my life. Days yeah. I'm solo parenting, yes. I have 15,000 steps. It's like, it is literally documented that I'm working hard. <laughs> but, okay, so yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I like to keep our interviews short, like the, oh, okay. the uh, whole length of a crap nap. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I think if you're a new mom, sometimes you don't have an hour. So I like yeah. to keep between, you know, 25 to 35 minutes. But I want to, you, you're kind of on the other side. You have two kids. Um, yeah. They're both sleeping. What are you, you know, as a mom, what do you think a new mom or a mom who's thinking about like, Oh, should I help my kids sleep? Like, what's the biggest piece of advice you would have around sleep or your biggest aha moment once your kids are sleeping? Yeah, that there's no, you need help. <laughs> you need help and you don't know the answers. This isn't one of those things where I was like, oh, I should know the answers. This is like, I don't have the answers. I don't understand this. I'm just going to outsource this to somebody else because it's okay to create like, like your, 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 like, your roster of people you rely on for advice and guidance and parenthood because um, it's one of those things. It's like, I'll give you an example and I'll make it sort of quick. When you become like when you're in college and you like want to guzzle beer and like play beer pong and like drink <laughs> beer all the time, they're like, Oh wow. I didn't know college was going to be like a beer guzzling place. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to stay up to three in the morning all the time. And then you're like, you get a little bit older and you're like, Oh, I didn't realize I'm going to drink wine. And like, want to have fun brunches because I'm going to not want to stay up all night, you know? And yeah. then it's like, it's an aging stage. And then you're like, become a, you get married and you're like, oh, well, I thought that was going to be the biggest game changer. That was nothing. It's like same day as yesterday. And when you become a parent, you're like, what the actual fuck? Like that's what happens. It is a yeah. fucking Mack truck. No one can compare, yeah. can prepare you. Even if someone is telling you, you can't hear it because yes. you can only concentrate on what's happening one week at a time. Today you're a banana totally. and tomorrow you're a fucking acorn and then you're a fucking <laughs> watermelon or whatever it is. Like that is all you can digest. And the truth is it's fucking hard. It's yeah. fucking hard and there's no handbook. But we are trying. We are yeah. trying, right? We're trying to create more knowledge and more space for people to get a better grasp of what the fuck is happening here. And 
um, the information is out there. You just want to get high quality information from people that you trust. Um, and I think it's also finding moms who aren't going to make you fucking crazy because this can be a part of your life. It doesn't need to be everything of who you are. Be who you yes. are. Be your guzzler. Drink that rosé. Do those dinners. Do whatever it is. Just they, they're different now. The dinners are at four o'clock yes. or whatever, right? Um, yeah. And then you can go to bed at 10 and be up at six. And like these ages and stages define us. And um, if you don't have sleep in your life, nothing is going to be okay. So let's get absolutely put mom sleep training is putting moms actually at the center of the parenting conversation and giving you quality of life. That's what it's about. So, um, that's it. Your, your kid will thank you. I mean, I think I wrote a piece after I did sleep training with Jason a few months ago saying like, I can't wait to see what happens to a whole society of kids who know how to sleep. Like their sleep hygiene is going to be so different than us that like, God knows what they're going to invent, you know, what kind of revolutions will be in the world because these kids have good quality of sleep. They're not watching screens till maybe some of them are, but I would say this is definitely a revolution in parenting is understanding that there's strategies here. And when your parents are like, Oh, this is all mumbo jumbo. It's like, well, fuck you. You know, this isn't like, this isn't, a, this isn't like my parents used to like push chairs together in a restaurant and be like, sleep. You know, that's how I learned how to sleep. Right. And now we're saying, Oh no, we're going to protect this because by protecting your kid, you're protecting yourself a bit. And then you can go on dates at seven o'clock, right? You can go for dinner. You can have sex again. You can, you know, have some routine in your life and thrive. It's not about just survival. It's about thriving, living your best motherfucking life. Um, and the sooner you can get the sleep sorted, the better that life is going to be. So, um, also if you're somebody who likes to co-sleep, if you're a co-sleeper, that's great. Totally. Listen, the other thing you said to me, and this is my big, it's only a problem if it's a problem for you. If you're okay having your three kids in your bed and your dog or whatever it is, great. That is not a problem for yes. you, fine. But if yes. it is a problem for you, there's solutions. That's it. Yes, totally. And there, you know, when people think, I always say this, so I'm a broken record, but when people think of sleep training, they think of like, cry it out, put the baby in the room, see them in the morning. It does, it's not, that is not what sleep training is these days. Like there's a lot of gentle, thoughtful methodologies that emotionally support you and baby. Um, so let's get that right out of the way. Uh, yeah. But if it's not for you and you do have a sleep situation that is working for you and everybody is sleeping, then continue doing that by all means. Because I think what you, um, you know, I just want to kind of float back to your, your thought of like, nobody knows what they're doing. I think that, you know, when I think about the conversations that were had for me, um, you know, during pregnancy, they were not about sleep. They were about feeding the baby. Strollers. Strollers, car seats, you know, how to do... Go fuck yourself, bitches. Your body back. Buy new jeans. Yeah. Yeah, buy new jeans, Dara Bergeron. But I think that when I talk to these moms, like we're on our discovery calls and they'll be like, I did all the things I wasn't supposed to do. I'm sorry. And it's like, but nobody knows what to do. So you did what you needed to do to survive. And it's such a, I feel like it's such a, a missing piece. Like it is a medical condition not to be sleeping mm-hmm. and to be like William DeMent, uh, who's a leading sleep re- researcher. Uh, he writes the promise of sleep. And in his book, he writes that um, sleep deprivation is the single most common brain impairment it is not a joke not to get sleep and so it's a 
it's a missing part of a conversation for I would say most medical practitioners and most people dealing with women um, or like pregnant women uh, pre-baby. And so then this baby comes and they're like, okay, like I know how to, I know how to breastfeed. I have a lactation consultant. I have like 87 accoutrements for my baby in the nursery. Yes. This thing won't sleep and I'm, I'm suffering. And that's when it's like, get help. That is okay to for help. And there's a lot of judgment and shame around it. Um, And there really doesn't have to be. Um, I I think that's part of this podcast, Jusin, and what you and I actually are maybe very aligned on is like, you're giving you permission. This is your permission. I'm granting you access to not yeah. know and instead of spending $1,500 on a snooger or whatever it's called that rocks your baby to sleep don't buy the tools learn the skills yeah. like just learn yes. the fucking skills because once you got it down like the agent stage just set it and forget it it's over you're on to the next yes. parenting thing which is like toddlerhood teenager adolescence fucking puberty yeah. and then parenting adult children don't get even get some started <laughs> like you know you're gonna totally be like mom's to 50 year old version like how to get the 2045 yeah. <laughs> like stop eating my food <laughs> <laughs> failure to launch <laughs> i totally see you yeah. doing this yeah. i totally yeah. see it yeah well, Alana, as yes. always, you bring Pleasure. it. I wanted you to st- to tell your Elias story, and I was like, oh, I hope, like, I don't like to plan my conversations. I like them to happen really organically. Yeah. Oh, I hope we'll have something good. No, you just always bring it. Thanks, you man. always bring all of your stuff. Back at you. Um, Okay, well, this was fun. Um, follow. Yeah. How can people find you and follow you, you if they live under a rock? Okay, so if you're living anywhere in the world and you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> please give us a, 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 a listen. Uh, Moms That Say Fuck is on our podcast. It's myself and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm sort of the uh, evolving hot mess, and she's sort of the gold standard of life, which is a good juxtaposition. <laughs> And, uh, and I also, so I'm really an expert of building community in line and on in person. Um, and, uh, I really believe in this exactly what we're talking about is like building your arsenal of weaponry to, uh, to, to conquer motherhood that it doesn't need to define you. It can just make your life better. So, um, stick with us. You can follow us on Instagram at moms Toronto. You can come to our events, um, across the GTA and probably launching across the, tw- the country in 2020. Um, if you want to know more about me, you can follow me at uh, Alana K. Fitz, uh, or A.K. Fitz, A-K-A-Y-F-E-T-Z. That's my personal Insta. I don't usually give that up, but why the fuck not? If you're on Twitter, you can find us at Moms Toronto CEO. And uh, we also have a LinkedIn. We, uh, we love moms. We just love moms. And we realize that there's really no game changer like motherhood. There's nothing that softens you more, hardens you more. And, uh, and really just changes your, your life entirely. And it uh, doesn't matter who you are. This is, this is a plague that you cannot escape. Um, but there's ways to make it like pretty fucking awesome. And you get to meet some pretty fucking awesome people like Amanda Jusen um, at oh. all. And uh, I encourage you to um, follow us along on this journey of motherhood because there is a, no mother should be left behind in the trials and tribulations of this shithole. Um, but it's really good too. <laughs> It's really good too. There's some really beautiful. It's awesome. Things. But you had to sleep to enjoy them. So that's what this 100%, is about. 100%. Amen. 100%. Well, thank you so much, Alana. Join Just us this time. Bye. Bye.